Good morning. It's Melinda Treadwell. We're here on the campus corner this morning on WKNH 91.3 FM. We're streaming live on WKNH.org. And I am Melinda Treadwell, the president of Keene State College. I am thrilled to be in studio this morning with Drew Cole. Drew is a junior in our Holocaust and Genocide Studies program. Drew, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Melinda. Thank you for having me today. It's so great to meet you and to be in studio with you this morning. Um, so the Campus Corner is a program where we get to know the place that is Keene State College and the students and faculty and staff who make this community is the place that it is. Um, and so, Drew, we're going to spend the next 30 minutes getting to know you. And so let's start off. We have Sean in studio with us this morning running the board. And um, let's start off with where are you from and what brought you to Keene State? Um, so I am from South Burlington, Vermont. And the Holocaust and Genocide Studies program is actually the thing that brought me to Keene State because it is the only um, college in the country that has this as a um, undergraduate program. Incredible. So um, how did you find your way to want to study such a difficult and important topic? So my family's Jewish. Yep. Um, I've been learning about these issues for a long time. Um, when I was in high school, I took a Holocaust studies class and my teachers encouraged me to continue my Holocaust education, and they knew about this program. They recommended it to me. I went to check it out, and here I am. That's incredible. Now, South Burlington, is that where the whale tail is? Yes, I always try to remember. Actually, yes. <laughs> okay. On the highway, you drive by, you look to your left, there it is. <laughs> I, uh, or your right, if you're coming back. Exactly. So I... Um, I went to Dartmouth to grad school, and I had a research advisor who was at Burlington, so I spent a lot of time driving up whenever I'd see the whale tail. I'm like, oh, I'm almost there, because Burlington seems just a little bit too far away when yeah. you're driving up from Hanover. Um, so, so you always were drawn to this topic, and you chose to come to Keene State, um, and you're right, you, this is the only um, Holocaust and Genocide Studies undergraduate program. We're working right now on a master's program. We're, we're working with the faculty. And we now um, have just announced two endowed um, positions and a new opened Holocaust Center, uh, newly opened in our library here at Keene State. So a lot of energy and enthusiasm and also a lot of really hard work that goes on. Um, so how was your first year at Keene State? What are some of the most memorable parts that you have uh, from that, that first year now three years ago? So I would say some of the most memorable parts were getting to know the professors, getting to know the campus. Um, in terms of my major, just uh, going back and relearning the basics of, of what happened um, during the Holocaust just to refresh my memory and then mm -hmm. getting into to deeper topics. Yeah, so when so you have uh, the faculty in the program. Could you tell me a little bit about some of the faculty that have had the biggest impact on you? Yes. Um, so there's one professor. Unfortunately, he's not teaching anymore. It's um, Professor Paul Vincent. Yes. I had him for one class in the fall of my freshman year, and he um, again he reintroduced me to you know the basics. Um, of, of what happened during the Holocaust. Um, but he also introduced me to um, deeper questions to think mm -hmm. about. Um, there's Professor James Waller, who I also have taken a few classes with. He focuses a lot on um, other genocides. And this was good because I didn't know too much about them before. Mm 
um, Professor Hank Knight. I had him twice last year. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Also introduced me to deeper questions that I never would have ever considered asking before. And then Professor Dana Smith. Mm-hmm. And I've had, including the classes this year, three classes with her so far, and she's fantastic. Yeah, I think what's amazing, and I was mentioning to you before we went on air, I think one of the most profound experiences in my adult life was joining Hank Knight and Paul Vincent wasn't on the trip the year that I went to the Holocaust Museum in D.C. with our students, Um, but it was at the same time one of the most difficult personal experiences to witness and to bear um, historical witness to the Holocaust, but also just to think about the capacity of a government um, through propaganda and other means to create other and then uh, allow terrible atrocity because you've dehumanized an entire population. And I think the the depth and breadth of the study uh, itself, and particularly James Waller's work, um, thinking of other international hotspots and, and the work he does with the UN, um, it's profound. It's a very important part of what we do as a liberal arts college. And I'm so proud of what happens in that program. Um, when I think about the the deeper questions, I you know it, what's difficult for me. Hank was a very is a dear friend of mine, and so we got into a lot of hard conversations. But but he always asked open ended questions in a way that that made me reflect in different ways. What are some of the most um, if you can think for a moment the most profound experiences that you've had um, as you've gone through the Holocaust program? What are some of the the really um, moments where you changed or were, were totally opened up? What were the questions that kind of provoked you? Sure. Um, so one thing that I can remember, and you're absolutely right when you say that um, Hank asks a lot of open-ended questions. Um, he said that, you know, when you have a question that you <laughs> it doesn't have just a, a straight answer, um, it's, it's not so much about answering it as it is about addressing it. <clears throat> so, you know, when you, when you address, when you can address something without, you know, when, and you're comfortable knowing that there's not going to be a straight answer, I think that that's something that, that changes for yeah. you. It's, it's, uh, it's incredible. I know Paul does a lot of work in Poland, um, and in other countries, uh, working with students who go in internships. And he talks about the fact that there are no there are no answers to some of these things, right? It's just the it's the effort to address and understand through deeper dialogue how and how we could see the signs and stop if we were um, not to be bystanders or, or bear witness only, but to do something, to be an active um, participant or uh, in doing something to prevent this from uh, happening again. I'm curious, um, as a student, how do you grapple with this and then step out of that classroom environment and live this incredible, vibrant, open life? Like, how do you compartmentalize those things? Um, I think it's a a great question. They're definitely difficult and emotional topics to grapple with. I think, you know, you have to to get into a mindset of, okay, this is what I'm going to be learning about today. This is going to be difficult for me. Um, and then, you know, when class is over, just kind of step out. Because, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about it constantly, it, 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 it will be hard for you. So it's kind of the time and place and yes. to know that that's where it is and bounding it that yeah. way. 
Um, do you find that the conversations with you and your classmates continue sometimes and you and you'll go deeper into those open-ended questions even as peers? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, how is it, and I, I know we're going to take a station break here in a moment, but um, how is it when you go home now and, and you're engaging with your parents and with your, your family um, now that you're three years into a program like this? Um, it's We definitely have deeper conversations than I would have before with them um, because of everything that I've learned here. Um, they love how much I've learned. They can see how much I've learned. And um, the conversations at the dinner table are, are definitely more interesting now. That's incredible. Um, Drew, thank you. This is the Campus Corner. We're going to have more of our conversation with Drew Cole after this short break. Please stay with us, and we'll be right back. Good morning. It's Melinda Treadwell back here on the Campus Corner on WKNH 91.3 FM. My name is Melinda Treadwell, and in studio with me today running the board is Sean, and my guest uh, this morning is Drew Cole. She's a junior here in our Holocaust and Genocide Studies program at Keene State. Before the break, we were talking about the different level of conversation and engagement with your family um, from when you were in high school, having that early interest in this program. Um, I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about the, have you been to the Washington, D.C. trip as well during your three years, or is this the year? What, what's your plan on, on the trips outside or the ways that you engage the topic uh, beyond the classroom? So I have actually been to the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum twice. I went in the spring of my freshman year and the spring of my sophomore year. Incredible. Was the experience different in the two times? Yes. So I, in the, the first time I went, I was, it was more overwhelming. Um, I was just trying to take all of it in, um, definitely emotional. Um, The second year, it was I would say arguably more emotional based off of how much more I had learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was paying attention to the the smaller details of the museum, and I think I was able to appreciate it a little bit more. Mm. It it It's something where each time I've been, I think I go deeper into um, maybe just a reflective space while being there and to try to bear witness to this, which is impossible to really hold. Um, so as... You think about this year, what are some of the classes that you're in and what are the things that you're doing um, in your major? And then we'll talk more about as a, as a student at Keene State, but uh, in your major, what's going on this year and what are you looking forward to? So this semester, I am taking three HGS classes. One of them is Crisis and Conflict in Africa. Mm. Um, that's with Professor Ashley Green. And we are learning about the um, history of, well, crisis and conflict in Africa, um, the crises that have occurred in different countries throughout the continent and how they have impacted one another Mm. countrywise and and the legacies that come from that today. I'm also taking Women in the Holocaust with Professor Dana Smith, and um, we're learning about... um, you know, certain women and and the impact that they had um, during the Holocaust. And and one thing that we we talked about is how sometimes um, the Holocaust can be viewed as a uh, a strictly male experience. Um, but and 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 we tend to forget about um, the important women that that played a role um, mm. 
So that's what we we talk about in that class. And then I'm also taking art in the Holocaust. Um, and we, we learn about um, how art changed over that 12-year time period, what was allowed, what wasn't, things like that. So how did art change? I'm interested. I, we're going to get in a conversation uh, in our All Steinway All Together campaign. We're actually uh, going to link together um, specifically exploration of music through the Holocaust. We're starting to inquire and, and think about ways that we can link the two. But um, how did the art change and, and why? How, how was that impacted for the culture? So, <clears throat> excuse me, one way um, in which the art, well, this is more of a general statement, but mm. um, Jews were not allowed to participate in the cultural realm anymore, um, starting in 1933. Um, their art was viewed as degenerate art. Um, they were not allowed to, as I said, participate in the cultural realm, realm and um, Actually, music was and still is viewed as the most German of the arts, so they specifically were not allowed to participate in that realm anymore. Did they try to hold their artistic and cultural uh, experience even in internment? Absolutely. And how did that, um, how have we captured that history? So um, the Jews in Germany um, were good in that they um they they form their own cultural league um to preserve their art and their music um and all of that and i think this it changes the way we look at the holocaust because it it just it reminds us how um you know broad and wide the the spectrum of nazi policy was and how they wanted to um impact every aspect of jewish life Mm-hmm. I think one of the most profound um, books that I've read is Who Will Tell Our Story? Um, and the resiliency of a people in the Warsaw ghettos and some of the other experiences, but the, the ability for the human spirit to not be crushed despite efforts at all levels to, to silence that, um, it was it's profound. And I, I'm sure you've read that in, in your work at the, in the program, but it was, it was really um, difficult, but really an important, I think, and, and um, perhaps one of the most eye-opening books that I've read about the ability of a, of a culture and a people to be resilient in the face of incredible um, trauma and challenge. Um, so this Thursday at 7 o'clock at the Colonial uh, Theater, we will uh, honor Kristallnacht. And I'm wondering, I know you're in the, the program that evening. You, you mentioned that before we went to break. Um, so what, for our listeners, what is Kristallnacht? What will we be marking this Thursday night? And, uh, and what will your role be? So Kristallnacht is the night of broken glass, and it occurred in Germany. And basically this happened because to try and keep it short, uh, there was a a Jewish man who heard about his family living along the German-Polish border and they couldn't get into either country because neither country wanted them. So he went to the, um, um, I want to say the the French... um, I'm having trouble. Consulate or embassy? Yes, correct. No, 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 thank you. The French consulate, and he um, assassinated one of the 
men who was working there. This was the it was the French consulate in Berlin, I believe. Yes. And this sparked um, an uprising. You know, if the Jews are going to do this to us, then you know this is what we're going to do to them. And and on the night of uh, the 9th of November, um, Jewish businesses and synagogues um, were broken into, buildings um, destroyed, um, set aflame, and it was um, very symbolic to what was coming. Mm-hmm. And it marked the the most significant turning point um, because it was the last of the dehumanization uh, uh, efforts for an entire populace. Um, what what will the program be this Thursday? How how do we mark this, and and what what will your role be in it? So, the program um, it does a, it does a great job. Um, community members from um, the city of Keene they come to speak. Um, the uh, police officers, I believe, from from KPD, um, those who work in the fire department, um, like I said, diff- different community members come to speak about um, the importance of of um, togetherness, and um, there are also um, you know different um, sources of media that um, are presented. There's a, I believe, there's a rock opera. Um, there's it's involving singing and dancing. Um, we hear speeches from a few people about the importance of the event, um, and it really it's a it's an event of remembrance. And it's an opportunity from from my experiences in the past. It's an opportunity to turn away from isolation and harm to anyone who is different. Right? It's this ability to say that we're all in this world together, and let's let's not let something like this ever separate um, entire cultural groups. Um, so I, I look forward to being there on Thursday and to, um, to celebrating that and honoring and marking that moment, um, celebrating what would be a never returning to that. Um, I wonder, um, as you think about the, the year ahead and your senior year, what are some of the things you're looking forward to? So this, I mean, I don't know if you meant related to the major or just in life in general, uh, but the major as well. <laughs> so this spring, I am actually studying at the Center for European Studies at Jagiellonian University in Poland. I also have an internship at the Galicia Jewish Museum, which is also in Krakow, and that's what I'll be doing while I'm there and taking classes. Um, For the entire spring semester? Yes. Incredible. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about that. Incredible. And then senior year, I'm just taking more classes. Honestly, I'm very excited for that. There's so much I love about about the program, and I just want to keep taking classes. How did you find your way to the program in the spring and apply for it, get selected? What, what is that process? So I actually found out about the program at Jagiellonian when I was a freshman. Somebody came into the classroom to talk about it. This was in Paul Vincent's class. Mm-hmm. And I had heard from a few other um, students in the major that they had done it and loved it. So I decided that, you know, why not? I should right. definitely do this. It's incredible. Have you ever traveled to I Poland? Ha- oh, not to Poland. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> so is, so, um, will you have a, um, are you doing an in-house stay with a family? What, how will you be, uh, be cared for while you're over there? <laughs> so I will be living in a dormitory yep. with, uh, I think, a few people. Nice. Um, I'm very excited for that. That's incredible. I, I've never been into uh, some of the regions of, of the country that were the 
former Soviet Republic or in Poland in some of those areas, I've, uh, I look forward to as part of my role, I hope, to go and visit with the Auschwitz Institute and some of the other groups that we work with um, so closely to, to help provide genocide awareness and education programs through um, primarily Dr. Waller's leadership, but with others as well. Um, what do you do when you're not in your major? <laughs> what are some of the fun things that you engage with or the, the exciting things that you care about? So I am a sister of the on-campus sorority Phi Sigma Sigma. Mm-hmm. Um, I live with some of my sorority sisters in um, one of the suites on campus. Um, we get together um, and we um, put on philanthropy events. Um, what are your charities? So our philanthropy is the Phi Sigma Sigma Foundation, and um, that promotes education um, specifically for women and children. Excellent. Excellent. And and do you uh, have any favorite TV shows that you're all watching right now or anything that you're doing that's fun? Um, we all like The Office. We love The Office. <laughs> I love The Office. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorites as well. There's also a, a show called The IT Crowd. It's like this old... Uh, Series and it is so funny about uh, people living in the basement of an office building and and their IT professionals. It's it's worth a a watch if you like. Cut up. Sean is nodding at me, so I think uh, Sean has seen it. But it's it's office esque, but it's totally about the IT professionals in a terribly stereotypical way. But it's it's very funny um, and irreverent. Um, so. When you think about uh, upcoming events and, and what's going on, what, what do you have planned in the next couple of months beyond going to Yagalonia and what, what will you and your family do in the coming weeks and months? So I have also been accepted to a program at the Washington Center um, as part of the honors program, and that's happening for two weeks in January, I believe. Yeah. And the theme of the seminar this year is Inside Washington, and it just kind of looks at, um, you know, the ins and outs of, of the general election and what's to come for that. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Do you hope to connect with political activism in your work ahead, or, or is that what you hope to do? I do. Eventually, I do. Yeah. The Washington Center, we were recognized as an engaged campus by the Washington Center a few years ago. And I've known two students who've done that work. Um, congratulations, number one, for being selected. That's an incredible honor, and um, it's it's super interesting. I wish I could go with you. I, I wish I could be a fellow because it's pretty incredible. Uh, you'll get to see the the entire inner workings of the federal government and and see where the staffers uh, travel, how they work through policy, and um, connecting this to your educational interest will be remarkable. So you'll do that before you go to Yagalonian. You are going to be one busy woman. My goodness, um, how did you how did you get selected for the Washington Center? Did, is that something you applied for, or did you plan to do all these things all at once? <laughs> De- no, definitely not. Um, uh, the head of the honors program, Anna Schur, I I'm sure you know her. Yes. Um, she encouraged me and and everyone else in in my class I'm also the, the fourth class I'm taking this semester is is the honor senior seminar class mm-hmm. but um, she said it would be a fantastic educational opportunity um, and I think it would also be good for me to know a little bit more about the inner workings of the government mm-hmm. in this country because I I do have some idea but but not as much as I I 
I would like to know. So it's, it'll be very interesting to to do that work just before you travel to Poland and spend a spring working at a university there. So understanding higher ed and um, and then the workings of the government. Um, so if you're just tuning in, this is the Campus Corner on WKNH 91.3 FM. I'm Melinda Treadwell, the president here, and I have Drew Cole in studio with me this morning. She's a junior Holocaust and Genocide Studies major. Um, Drew, so you're in our honors program as well. And so for the listeners out there, what is the honors program at Keene State, and how did you find your way to it? So the honors program is um, for students that have um, – exceeded in academic achievement. Um, the way I found I found my way to the honors program um, when I was in high school, when I received my acceptance letter to Keene State, I also got a letter um, saying that I had been accepted into the honors program because of my academic achievements in high school. So I decided, you know, I, I, I want to do this. I think it would be a fantastic opportunity for me. So, it's, so you have had... A, a social group with the honors cohort that you've been with for the past three years. You have your Holocaust and Genocide Studies major. You have your your sisters in your um, in your Greek organization sorority. Um, how do you balance all of those social things? I, I with the incredible academic work you're doing, and you you just have nothing lined up for the spring. So I suspect you're a person who just hangs around and binge watches TV. And <laughs> <laughs> but but how do you balance all the social things? So. Um... It's definitely something that I've learned to do better over the course of the three, well, almost three years that I've been here, more like two and a half. But um, I realize that the main reason why I'm here is is because of um, academics and, and to, to gain educational experience. Mm-hmm. So um, I keep that at the front of my mind first, and then I try to make time for the social things after that. Incredible. Um, what advice would you offer to a prospective student? What would you tell them why they should consider Keene State? So someone who's in high school who's thinking about coming to a college, why would you tell them to think about Keene State? So I would say that if you are like me and you are um, most comfortable on a smaller campus where you can have um, more direct attention and conversations with your professors, I would, excuse me, professors, I would say that this is the place for you. Incredible. And what would you say for our first-year students to help them get connected and engaged on campus? What are some of the things you did in your first year that you're really glad you did because they, they made it easier or more profound for you? So I would say the, the best way to get connected is to attend um, clubs, group meetings, things like that. Um, what I did was uh, in the spring, I, I went to uh, sorority recruitment, and that is how I got connected with all the wonderful girls that I know now. So Incredible. So just get, get engaged, dive in. Exactly. Um, it has been an absolute privilege to be in studio with you this morning, Drew, and um, you're remarkable. I wish you all the best at Jagiellonian and in Poland this spring uh, at the Washington Center before you go there. Um, I will see you at Kristallnacht this Thursday. Um, and I will look forward to watching your meteoric rise uh, in your senior year and whatever you will bring to our college uh, next year. Um, and one last question for you, and it's way early for me to ask you this, but what, what do you think you want to do when you leave Keene State? Oh, um, so when I visited the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum, I knew that I wanted to work there, and I still want to work there. That's what I want to do because I want to um, – 
uh, influenced people and, and showed the importance of Holocaust education. It's incredible. Well, I look forward to visiting the museum at one time in the near future and having you be there to help with the educational programming. So Drew Cole, thank you. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you for listening to the Campus Corner, and we'll see you next week. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes.